They needed you yesterday in uh, Cleveland. They needed uh, something. Boy, they could have used a uh, defensive touchdown. They could have used uh, some more offensive touchdowns. They could have used a penalty-free play. And now, after week one, the Browns are digging out of a familiar hole in NFL record 15th straight season opening loss for the Browns. This one different, Peels, because it was a season of great, great promise. So it was, it was promising. The, the start... Right, the, per, the first drive was, was awesome. Was, I mean, bam, 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 <laughs> till the extra Every, point. Everything looks good. Look, the NFL is very difficult to predict, and I think the one thing that you and I have been talking about since we started our podcast and talking about the Browns, which we've always talked about the Browns mm-hmm. and this team, and when I was up in Cleveland doing our last preseason game, talking with uh, all the people up there, everybody's optimistic about this team. I don't think that optimistic. Feeling should go away. I think there should be uh, concern. It's only one game. But my biggest concern, and I think your biggest concern, was this, that you cannot come. It's very difficult to take a bunch of different individuals yep. and become a team. That offensive line is a concern. I mean, Joe Thomas was a great offensive lineman, and he knows a lot about offensive line play. I don't know where he... I know what happened Made a when, decision. when Joe Thomas said that it was not a problem at right guard and they were going to be fine. He was looking at that with his heart and not his I, I think, eyes. Yeah, I, I, I think, and I don't know Joe. He's a great guy and he does a good job on things he does. I, I just, I think the further you're removed, the easier it is to have more of a skeptical outlook. Well, I mean, look, on, he's going to be unpopular. Nobody wants to throw water on the fun. Right. So if he comes out ahead of time and says, hey, look, you guys better be careful here. <laughs> Then yeah. that hurts his brand. I get and it. I don't think I don't think it was that nefarious. I really think he want, he, he saw what he wanted. He did, to see. and I, I just think that I I saw that it would be a concern, and it's because I mean I look for problems instead of looking. I look at at like for weeds instead of roses. I don't even know that's the same, but I like it. I'm I just like going to use too. it. We're going to trademark that. We might have to change the uh, name of the podcast. We, we look for weeds instead of roses. Where. Well, that, uh, you know, I'm a half-class empty dude. Whatever you want to say it, I just I anticipate and look for potential problems. I don't want everybody to have problems, but I look for the problems. But um, for me, it takes a while to bring a bunch of individuals together as a team. It really does. And I'm not saying they can't get there. I hope they get there. I do believe they will get there. But they're not even close right now. They're not even close to being a good team. And the defense was Awful. Yeah. It was awful. was awful. And that was a concern that you and I talked about. Right. Uh, we had concerns on the offensive line. We had concerns on the defense. Uh, our main concern, though, was new coach, a lot of egos, and a lot of talk. And one of the things that has stuck with me over the years is you and I have discussed the National Football League, and you've shared from your experiences in the National Football League, and we'll occasionally see a team win a game that just seems completely improbable and implausible. And you said to me a long time ago, and it's I've never forgotten it, it's really hard to win a game in the National Football League. It is, man. It's really hard to win a game. And so to just approach this season like, oh, it's Tennessee and blah, blah, not a problem. We got Odell. We got this. We got that. We got Baker. The Tennessee Titans are not a bad team. The Tennessee Titans are a playoff team two years ago, 9-7 and seven team, three uh, seasons in a row. And the lack of maturity in the Cleveland Browns in assuming that they were going to be great because they have great players. It's a mistake the Philadelphia Eagles made years ago with the super team. Yeah. 
when they had Namdi Asamoah and they got Vince Young and all these guys and they didn't make the playoffs. And I'm not saying the Browns will not make the playoffs. I'm saying I put this, the intangible part of this, at the feet of John Dorsey, the GM, and Freddie Kitchens, the head coach, both of whom have been in the National Football League long enough to know that the brakes should have been pumped on all the optimism in that building and from the mouths of those players a long time ago. So so the optimism and, and the talking, so to speak, was coming from inside the building. I mean, Outwardly. I mean, yeah. when you hear guys in the media, oh, we're this and we're that. Yeah. The message at some point needed to be, We've done nothing, yeah. and the more you talk, the more you inspire Freddie, the opponent. I thought Freddie Kitchens came out and was trying to tamp that down a little bit. I don't you know, think it's, so. But but the only thing, and this is not against Freddie, it's just he needs time. It's a little different when Freddie Kitchens tries to come out and dampen the enthusiasm than if Bill Belichick would come out and say, "We're not that good. Shut up." Right. Everybody shut up. But and not he doesn't good. have to say that because the players in the locker room and they have a culture like that. And if you think you don't inspire the opponent when you do those kinds of things, listen to Delaney Walker, two touchdowns with the uh, Titans in this one. This is just another game. We ain't worried about it. I'm going to tell you again, man. They were who we thought they were. Y'all can crown them if you want to crown them. Still got to play football. Recircle this game. There you go. There you go. He broke out the old, uh, the late Denny Green yeah. right there with the crowd. The Titans enjoyed that. Mike Vrabel, Northeast Ohio guy, oh enjoyed goodness. that. And you know what? The rest of the National Football League enjoyed that. Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield getting their comeuppance. John Dorsey's been out there, chesty out there all the time with, you know, this and that, and I'm going to get real football players and all that. Well, he, had, Do, he has real football he players. He does, but this is a good lesson, not just for the Browns, but in life. If you're going to do something, just do it. You don't have to tell people you're going to do it. They'll see you do it, and they'll give you credit for it when you do it, not before you do it. So it's the old saying, let your actions speak so loud nobody can hear what you're saying? Yeah. Here, here's the uh, Look, I don't want anybody to panic out there. It's only one game. And I've been on teams that played really, really bad one week, then really good the next week. In 1991... We got beat by the Washington Redskins in the opener, uh, I think by 40, close to 40. Ended up at the end of the year playing them in the NFC Championship game because we came together as a team. Uh, the message that I would uh, endorse or deliver to the Cleveland Browns at the team meeting this morning, if I were Freddie Ketchins, is this. We're not good. We have good players, but we have no idea what it is to be a team. Yeah. We have no idea how to handle prosperity. We have no idea how to handle difficult circumstances or sudden change. Our defense and Coach Wilkes, we need to get better. You cannot give up 36 points and expect to win in the National Football League. Of course, they had a pick six mm -hmm. for one of the touchdowns. Whoever has a screen, you have to take care of your responsibilities, and, and Derrick Henry cannot go on. Touched. There again. Untouched. That's maturity. You pull, it's discipline, too. You pull within 15 to 13. And the next play, you allow Derrick Henry, who's an outstanding back, but he's not a go 75 yards with a screen pass back. Untouched. 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 Okay? So, lack of discipline, lack of focus. I believe they thought, oh, all right, man, now we got it. Now we got him where we want him. No, you don't have them where you want them. They have you where they want you because you're thinking you're going to win the game in the middle of the third quarter. 
Can I throw some positivity on this? Sure. Please. I think this is the best thing that could happen to the Cleveland Browns. I don't disagree with you. I, I think, think that it's is the true. best thing that could happen to them. Because now you can't maintain any of the hubris you had in the preseason. No, oh, none. None. Delaney Walker says, and, and it's true, and I wish the Cleveland Browns guy would have said it. We are who we thought we are. We're not who we we're thought not we who were. We thought we were. We are, we're not who we thought we were, and this should refocus. And some of the comments of Baker Mayfield, uh, Freddie Kitchens, that those guys said, at least they're going on the right track. Football is a humbling game. It's the most humbling game in the world, because as soon as you think you're good, or th- as soon as you think you're physically better than everybody else. You will get punched in the mouth and get knocked on the canvas, and it's difficult to get up. I think they're going to get up. I think they're going to be fine. I'm not wavering from my 10-win season, but that that was a beatdown yesterday, and that was something where, look, if we don't turn this around, we're just a bunch of individuals. We're not even close to being a team. They weren't even close to being a team yesterday, and it goes on Freddie Kitchens. It does. It's his job to – Put those guys together. It's his job to control those guys. And you know what else goes on Freddie Kitchens? 18 penalties goes on Freddie Kitchens. 18 penalties, 182 yards. Browns most penalties since 1951. Five off the NFL record. They had personal fouls. They had Greg Robinson ejected for kicking a Titans player. It was undisciplined from start to finish. They had a series in the second half where they stopped the Titans. They got the ball midfield on a punt, ran a play, I, th- I might be wrong on the exact specifics, but it was holding. They ran another play, made, made a nice gain, another hold or a personal foul or something. All of a sudden, two plays in, they're way back in their own territory. So, undisciplined, right? And w- with Robinson kicking the dude. Yeah. You know, that's selfish. That's that's putting yourself above team. Even a little thing of OBJ wearing a $350,000 watch is putting oneself Above the team. These are the warning signs that I it's had with him. Absolutely, man. Is it's what's more important, winning the game or making a personal statement? With Odell Beckham Jr., it is about making a personal statement. Now, again, Pete Rose was a selfish player. He always talked about his own hits and all that. You can win if you're playing like that, but baseball, football, baseball, that's a whole different. You can be a selfish son yeah. of a gun in baseball yeah. all you want. I mean, we had it when uh, Reds pitcher, former Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer. I'm not a slave to results. Yeah. I could care less if we win or lose, as long as my numbers as long are as good. My numbers look good. It, it, it doesn't. Football doesn't work like that. How do I know this? I mean, I watched a game last night, thirty-three to three, and I, I seriously want to go up there and investigate the Patriots and see if they're robots. Because they look like robots. They lost two guys on the offensive line. They look more dominant. Now they have Antonio Brown. And Josh the, Gordon. And Josh Here's Gordon. Here's my thing. I think they got Antonio Here's my Brown thing. Because they know Josh Gordon can't last a you, whole year. You and I have known that, that addiction is a serious issue. Oh, it's time. a it's a very serious that We've had friends and, and uh, family members, actually, that I've had that have had addiction issues. And, uh, and it's amazing to me. If I'm an NFL player, I do not send my guy to a professional place like Passages in Malibu. If I, I would send him to the Patriots. Yeah, I would send a guy to the Patriots. I'm, I'm, that's not a joke. Yeah, they got something. I mean, you know, and, and here's the other with Antonio Brown. He doesn't fit in. He won't be there. He won't be there. He doesn't care. Ask They're Albert robots. Hainsworth. Ask Chad Johnson. They have a record of getting guys to fit in like – like Takeo Spikes and Corey Dillon but the, and Randy Moss, but they also have a record of, you know what, you're a great player, you got a big name, you come here, you don't do it our way, bye bye Randy Moss was an, an insane competitor. 
Randy Moss was a team guy. He's a team guy. Even though, you know, he, he does some things that bring, but ultimately it was a team guy. And Randy, there's a difference. Randy Moss prioritized winning over Randy Moss. The guys that don't fit there don't prioritize winning over themselves, over their self-brand, their imaging, right? I mean, that's a big thing. Now, why would he wear a $350,000 watch on the field? Because he's why trying would he... to curry favor with whoever he bought it from, or he's yeah. just, look at me, so I can afford this. That's that's a, so selfish and, and stupid. He showed up like in an orange, some kind of orange sports I don't care. Car. I don't care. Like, but okay, I don't care about whatever, that. I don't, dude. Yeah, I know. But I don't, I, that doesn't bother me because... You know, I showed up in flannels, and that was offending to a lot of guys yeah. who would wear suits. So I, I don't care what he shows up into, but to make a conscious decision to wear something on the field that you know is not part of the code, that you know is a final offense, is a selfish decision, and and it's a small thing that is an indicator of a big thing. Boom. I think that is 100% right. Uh, Buckeyes, big over Cincinnati on Saturday, 42 to nothing. They drop a spot in the AP poll. I think that's because LSU and Joe Burrow look so good. Well, they, were, they looked really good. Somebody had to drop, I guess, uh, but I don't know why it was Ohio State over. I mean, everybody won big. Not worried Oklahoma about it. did, Alabama yeah. did, Georgia did. I don't care about that. Uh, do you? Justin Fields looked great. Now he's got nine touchdowns through two weeks. Quickly, before we get back to the Browns and the Bengals. Is it too soon to start thinking about Justin Fields as a Heisman Trophy candidate? No. No. Because of the, the Ohio State thing. Ohio State is such a powerful brand. JT Barrett was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Fifth as a freshman. Dwayne Haskins can be a Heisman Trophy Third candidate. Third last year. So why would we not say Justin Fields? I think we're seeing some pretty good players mm -hmm. uh, coming down the line. I think Joe Burrow now can be considered as a Heisman Trophy candidate. I mean, he had over 400 yards and four touchdowns on a national ABC Saturday night primetime game. Yep. At Texas, not an easy place it's, to no, play. No, at Texas, yes. No, it's a very difficult place to play. Texas is not a bad place either. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, no, I don't think, because I don't see any signs of him uh, being lucky in some of the plays he's made. He's making good plays with talent. We talked about this on Saturday at length. The only issue that I have, and believe me, it's the old nitpicking thing, Getting the lice out is this. The, is the pocket presence and awareness is just a little off, and it's not really where it needs to be, but I think that can be improved with reps. So if I'm Ryan Day, the thing I'm doing, there's, there's drills that you do in that type of situation where you, you have two hands on the ball and you can create a chaotic pocket situation to try to simulate a game. Now, it's not the real game, but at least he gets a feel for what pressure feels like. And if I'm Ryan Day, whatever that drill is, I up that drill in practice. Because once he gets that down, it's over, dude. I mean, that with a talented wide receiver and that dude, it's insane. He has uh, nine touchdowns through two weeks, uh, three rushing. Let me think about this now. Yes, and six passing. He has not committed a turnover yet. Uh, he's on pace for 3,000 passing yards, 39 touchdown That's passes. It. The thing is, he's going to play more, and they're going to need to be more foot on the gas when they're playing Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State, some of these teams. And I think he'll put up – the oddity of him is I think he'll put up bigger numbers against better teams than he's put up so far against Florida Atlantic oh, and I, I, One thing I know about this team, and I don't, even, I don't have proof yet, but in my bones, in my gut, I know this – that the better competition they'll play, the better they will play. They will rise to the level of their competition. You know, they what twenty-eight nothing on Florida Atlantic. They sunk to the level of their competition yeah. 
uh, against UC. They were much more dominant performance. I think they learned a lesson from the previous week. But I think this team has the mentality because there is a good leadership on this team, starting with Ryan Day and the players, that whoever they play, they will have the ability to rise to the level of the team that they're playing and play at their best when they need their best. Indiana, noon Saturday. Hoosiers are also off to a 2-0 and start. They won at home. They won 52 to nothing. Biggest margin in Memorial Stadium history. Not Michael Penix. Uh, Michael Penix is their quarterback. He's looking good in Ohio State under Urban. Uh, oddly, struggled at Indiana a couple of times. Always been a high-scoring game. But this defense looks like uh, you're not going to be high-scoring this year against Ohio State. Uh, that's the, that's the, the, the biggest difference. Like I would get nervous about this game coming up against Indiana last year. Right? Because they could put it in the end zone. Right. They've got talent. Right. Yeah, offensively. And, but, but not this defense. Yeah. This defense is a, it's a whole different animal than it was last year. I don't even wreck I mean, And I, people say, whoa, Chris, pump the brakes. Uh, yeah. It's Florida Atlantic and Cincinnati. Yeah. What's your response to that? A talent is talent. And if you can't see the talent, then you're just not recognizing the depth that they have, the speed off the edge that they have. I'm going to tell you this. That guy that says that or whoever says that. I saw it on Twitter. Go sit there and go to Indiana and sit in a defensive coordinator's or an offensive coordinator's room. Have him show you and watch the film. And watch the sweat start coming down the side of his face. Watch him all of a sudden send an equipment guy out to start buy me a pack of Luckies. Well, you don't smoke, Coach. Well, I do now. <laughs> I mean, this, the, the talent level, you can't deny it. And if you do deny it, you're just saying what uh, uh, cliche sayings or comfort sayings, well, it's against inferior competition. Dude, if you can't see that talent, then you are blind. Here's what I would say. It is... Uh, the, it is the same players. They are not playing at the same speed that they played a year ago. They are not thinking. They are reacting. They are where the opponent wants to get to before the opponent gets there. There's one team in the Big Ten that scares me. Who is it? Maryland. You got it, buddy. Because they, because have they can score with Ohio <laughs> and they, State. And they have speed, man. And if it's a day where Ohio State, and it's the first, it's the second Saturday in November, Ohio State's off the week before. If Ohio State has a day where you got the dropsies and the balls on the ground, or you have the, let's hope not, 18 penalties like the Browns yeah. did, but if you have a day where you're sloppy, you're coming off an off week yourself, you're not dialed in, Fields has a bad day, throws, or it's a wet ball, or those goofy things intrude. Maryland can score That's right. enough to get you. I, I don't think Wisconsin doesn't scare me. No, because Jonathan Taylor's never had any success against this team. I can't envision Wisconsin in Ohio Stadium beating OSU. The only way I could see that happening is if it's a rematch in the Big Ten title game, the Buckeyes have handled them at home, you go over to Indy, it's a controlled environment, no rain, no weather, no anything, and Ohio State doesn't take them seriously, maybe Wisconsin could surprise them. Ohio State plays at a different level than Wisconsin, a different speed level. They do. It's clearly noticeable. Although I will say this of Jack Cohn, Wisconsin's quarterback. He has been very solid so far, and if he gives them a legitimate throwing threat, then it gives them a better chance than Hornybrook ever did. No. I never no. – No, no, all I'm saying. I'm not saying Wisconsin can beat him. Are you saying Wisconsin was better with Hornybrook yes. than they are with Cone? Yes. You're crazy. Hornybrook, <laughs> the backup at Florida State. You can't even start at Florida State, Hornybrook. What? And I mean, it used to be like, what are you talking about, Bruce? Florida State's great. Florida State's terrible. Uh, let's get to the Bengals because I'm excited because I'm going there this weekend. Bengal fans, Spiels on the Bengals game at home. I don't even know who they have because, of course, I take them one at a time. Who do the Bengals have at home? Uh, 49ers Ooh, coming off of a win. Who's 49ers? Jimmy Garoppolo be, and yeah. uh, Nick Bosa. 
Well, I get to see Nick Bosa. Uh, 49ers are, are a team that could make some noise. But I want to talk about the Bengals because I did watch the Bengals uh, after the, the Vikings game yesterday. I had a chance to find a TV and sit down and watch them. They were on. I, I am pleasantly. But not here, not in central Ohio. Where were you? Minnesota? I was you in were Minnesota, in Minnesota. Yeah. He could, Spiels could watch them in Minnesota. Bengal fans can't watch no. their team here. No, which Ugh. they got to figure that out. But for me, I, I think I was so surprised at how well they played because they are the opposite of the Browns, right? The, the Browns are yeah. a Super Bowl. I, I saw. Uh, Somebody tweeted out last night, the Browns are on a, still on a collision course with the Super Bowl. That was Dom Tiberi, our friend oh, was, Dom Tiberi from oh, Channel 10. I don't know. I love Dom's optimism. But all we were hearing about the Bengals was they're going to be awful. They're going to be terrible. And, look, covering the NFL and playing the NFL and playing out there, I don't care what your record is. Playing the Seahawks on the road, it's oh. the most difficult place to play on the road. Yeah. Uh, the time change, the crowd of the 12th man – it's great. And I thought the, the Bengals uh, played an outstanding game yesterday. They couldn't finish. But look at the feeling of the optimism that should be in Cincinnati and look at the optimism that's in Cleveland today. And I will say this. I would – I mean, the Bengals' mentality now is, well, that's a tough loss, but we'll make it up when we play Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, that's – the other thing is the Bengals have to feel good about they don't they didn't have AJ Green, and John Ross out there. They didn't have Joe Mixon. How about John Ross though? John Ross, well, he's a catches and no. drops. That's it's, well, it's a touchdown or his, it's a drop. Get, do you have his numbers? Get his uh, numbers. John Ross, yeah, I'll get his numbers. Andy Dalton's numbers, uh, four hundred and eighteen yards throwing a football. You know, two and it, he fits the offense. Zach Taylor said he fit the offense, he, and he does. Well, and I thought Zach Taylor did a great job yesterday. Look, this team is is going to be competitive if they can stay healthy but you say that about every team i mean if you can keep your old line i know they've had some offensive line issues michael jordan get to start for the Bengals. john ross had insane numbers he is a factor he's a threat and he's somebody that's going to be you have to account for when you're game planning because he can take the top off of defense and yesterday he finished look at those numbers bruce seven for 158 two touchdowns the long of 55 yeah he takes the top off of a defense. Now, I watched him play yesterday, and that's what they were hoping for when they drafted John Ross, Absolutely. and he looked the part. Boyd is solid. They couldn't run the football. Oh, like 30 yards rushing you know, the game. And, and uh, Joe Mixon was injured. Hopefully he'll be back. Uh, Gio Bernard, I love the kid, man. You can say what you want about him. The guy's Plays a hard. gamer. The guy's Plays a gamer. Hard. Carlos Dunlap had a sack. Geno Atkins. Sam Hubbard had two sacks. Yeah, and Sam Hubbard came off the edge. Look, you can talk about the optimism for the Browns or the skepticism for the Bengals. I'm high this week now. This is the NFL, so it changes week to week. Uh, and I'm excited to see him in person. I'm excited to see him in practice. But I'm more optimistic about the Cincinnati Bengals than the Cleveland Browns. Now that very well can change next Monday morning, as we know. I just yeah, based on the information I have it's now. A week to week league. How many times? It's has unbelievable. That been said? Yeah. And I watched. I mean, watching the Vikings yesterday, they looked like a team that I did not even close to last year. I thought you were covering Hilliard Davidson there for a while when I saw Kirk Cousins eight of ten. <laughs> eight of ten. They ran the ball seventy. Seven percent of the time, and the Falcons could do what? nothing about that. You know that you're defeated when somebody's lining up saying, "Hey, 
We're running the ball it right here. It doesn't happen in the NFL. I know. We're running the ball right here, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. The Falcons were all out of whack yesterday, just out of whack, out of sync, and they just uh, they had two rookie offensive linemen starting, which is really difficult on the same side. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the one kid, unfortunately, Lindstrom, the 14th pick overall from Boston College, has a serious foot injury, which I hate to see. I hate seeing any of those players get hurt. But but the Vikings look like a team. Their defense was unbelievable yesterday. I mean. They play at a different level and a different speed. They, they look like a team on a mission. Now, the Patriots are robots. I'm, uh, I'm convinced that they have microchips in their heads because they don't make mental errors. Tom Brady, even when his arm – did you see the play? Even when his arm got hit yes. and the ball got knocked out of – it's still right on target. Still right Julia. on target. That's yeah. why they're robots. They are robots. And I'm, not, I'm surprised. Will do for you. I'm surprised that the league has not investigated that ball that it has some type of tracking device that would go right to Edelman's arm. Because a kid knocked a kid well, – TJ was it TJ Watt yeah. or somebody hit his arm and the ball is fluttering in the air and it's right into Edelman's hands. With the Patriots – it's always a possibility there yes, might be something is. at the football. You yes, never know. it is. Uh, They're has, geniuses. A, has a team ever made – well, yes, you answered that question earlier. I was going to say, has a team ever made the playoffs when you lose by 30 or more in yeah. the opening week? Your 91 Detroit Lions yes. did. 45 zip. You got you got housed. We didn't We didn't score? I don't believe you scored. 1991? 1991 Detroit Lions. Let's check that opening score. 45 nothing against the Washington Redskins. Now, I've always well, remembered that play. year. I've always remembered that year as the Redskins just absolutely demolishing you in the playoffs, but uh it was uh Came full circle. It was 41 to 10 in the playoffs. Yeah, so we you were considerably closer by then. <laughs> we got by beat by 31. You were breathing fire at the end when the Redskins were snapping the ball to run out the clock. No. Come on. Bring it. You wanted him to score again. <laughs> Come on, apparently I'm a masochist. Keep hitting me in the face. Yes. <laughs> Keep scoring points. Well, uh, it felt like a masochist yesterday if you were a Browns fan as you were watching Baker Mayfield. Here's a little snippet of Baker in the fourth quarter. Not good. Baker. On second down and 14. He's got the snap with a blitz coming. He's going to fire down the middle, and it is intercepted. Picked off as getting it is Kevin Byard. Byard's back to the Browns, 40 to the 35. Gets a big one right now to snuff out another Browns drive. Takes the snap, pressure coming. Mayfield looks and throws, and that is picked off. Mayfield has thrown two picks in successive in Browns possessions. Down by contact. Chubb back into the game at running back now. Mayfield takes a shotgun snap, throws, and he missed Landry, and it's tipped and intercepted by Malcolm Butler. He's going to run it to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and he hits the pylon along the way, and he's in for a pick six touchdown. Mayfield has thrown three picks, but I have not seen him go this erratic and inaccurate since we've seen him come in. Uh, it's Jim Donovan on the Cleveland Browns so, radio network. I thinking about this. And my one concern with Baker, there's no doubt he's he's a talented guy. He really is, and he's going to be a really good player. When you come and throw three picks and consecutive picks back-to-back, I think because then his emotions take over too much, right? So then he thinks he's Superman. He's trying to make all these spectacular— He's pressing. He's forcing it. No it yeah, and that's because he's emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. here, and, and I get playing with a joy and excitement, but— I don't need my quarterback doing touchdown dances. Maybe that's a personal thing. Well, let me see here. Let's run through the Rolodex. Great quarterbacks in the NFL. Who do we see doing that? 
Uh, Brady celebrates. He fist pumps. He screams. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers is emotional. Kirk Cousins does a dance. Ben, uh, I don't know that a ton of them do it. I think Baker could dial it back some. My concern with him, as I've said all along, is he expends too much energy doing things that don't help you win. Well, I, I mean, I love his fieriness. I love his competitiveness. But I think the quarterback is such a different position. You know, you have to discipline yourself to take what the defense is giving you and not go for the big shot all the time. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I do think his growing is bothering him a little bit. They had a wrist issue. He gets sacked in uh, the second On quarter and uh, sacked in the end zone, and he clearly hurt his groin. And this I do like about him. He makes no excuses. Listen to his answer as Tom Withers of the Associated Press asked Baker Mayfield a question afterward. What makes you most confident about this team's resiliency and, and being able to kind of shake this off? Because um, everybody's going to throw us in the trash. I think that's good. I know what type of men we have in this locker room. And quite frankly, I don't really give a damn what happens on the outside. I know how we're going to react. I know what we're going to do, how we're going to bounce back. And you know, we got a Monday night game coming up. So uh, we don't really care. We're ready to go. Okay, I thought that was the cut where he was asked about the injury, and he said, nope, everything's fine. Asked wow. about the interception. He said, bad throw. Said the depth of the route was right. Everything was right. Bad throw. It's on me. Yeah, well, I do love that he owns that. Yeah, he's accountable, um, but right away he's he's attacking everybody on the outside, right? Uh, everybody's going to say, "Well, what do you, what are we supposed to say?" Would Baker? they would they be wrong to do that <laughs> to throw you in the trash after you were hyped as a Super Bowl team and lost by thirty? You, you know what I would like to hear him say is that yeah, we are trash after today. This is what we are, as Delaney Walker said. This is what we're not. We're trash. Now, I expect us to respond, and we will respond, but he doesn't have to go on the like the fight all the time. Yes, he, against the world. He, he always wants to fight. That's his default. I said before, the man has cork, down, the right? man has cork walls in his house. Everything goes on his bulletin board. Everything. I, yeah. You've won, Baker. Stop being Draymond Green, you know who's what? an NBA all-star and can recite every player taken ahead of him in the draft. You're the Heisman Trophy winner. You're the number one pick in the NFL draft. You are beloved in Cleveland. Your jersey is the number one selling jersey in the National Football League. You are not a walk-on anymore. You're not trash. You are not chip-on-the-shoulder. You need not be chip-on-the-shoulder guy anymore. You've arrived. You've made it. Now focus on winning. Yeah, that's that's all he needs to focus on. I I don't understand why he has to pick a fight with the fans. I really I, I don't understand. We're trash. Yes, we are. But we're going to turn it around. Just watch, and and not say, "I know what kind of men we are." We'll respond because that's an emotional response. Well, the Just kind say, of men you are is that you did not play disciplined football in the opener. You had eighteen penalties. You're kicking the other team fouls. Yeah. when they are pushing you because it's football and it's yeah. physical. You guys played like babies. You played undisciplined football, and then afterwards you're like basically like, ah, who's doubting us? (laughs) Jarvis Landry is sniping at reporters who are asking him fair questions about did you buy into the hype? Ah, Next question. I mean, he's got to get that under control. That goes on the head coach, man. Definitely goes on the head coach. And that's I think I think Dorsey and the GM and the GM. well yeah because he hired that coach he's been around a long time John Dorsey he hired he knows, the head coach he knows how hard it is to win he knows it's you don't hard. talk before you do something he knows or should know you don't talk when you do something it's a humbling game yes it is it's a humbling game all right uh, as for Freddie Kitchens after the game uh, asked about the Browns eighteen penalties. You know what, um, 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I mean, you want them to be excited about the first game. I would think. Um, it's just we have to use our discipline to keep our composure. And uh, a lot of times penalties happen with technique. And then if it's not a technique penalty, it's a, uh, a decision-making penalty, whether to stay off the quarterback or stay on sides or whatever it is. I mean, penalties are unacceptable. I don't care if it's five penalties or 18. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Um, of course, when you get a bunch of them in the same game, of course, it's going to affect the score. Um, so. You know, I don't know. I didn't see it coming, but we'll get it rectified and it counts one time and that's the way we approach it. So he says the uh, buying into the hype did not cause the penalties. Well, what causes the penalties is there's and I could be wrong and I'm just on the outside looking in making an observation based off the evidence that I have now. There's a me first attitude. And we have two examples, maybe three. Jarvis Landry will not answer the question. And I get that. It's after a game. He's emotional. Fine. I get it. I used to tell guys, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Get away from me. Um, I get all that. He tells me that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daily basis. But the, the what's the undisciplined part of it is OBJ. People say, what's the big deal, Chris? What's the big, he's wearing a watch. that you're. It's because it's the rules. Don't break the rules. I was going to say, isn't Don't, that against the rules? Yes, that's why he's getting fined. Don't intentionally break the rules. Robinson kicking a dude. Yeah. Okay, understanding that your offensive line has depth problems as it is, understanding that right guard's an issue, right tackle may be an issue. I need to stay in the ball game for the good of my team. So even if somebody takes a cheap shot at me, I have to have the discipline not to throw back because it hurts the team. It wasn't even a, ch a cheap no, shot. I, I, I don't I know get if you it. Saw, I don't even know if you yeah, saw it. It was the end of the I, pile. Just a light brush and knocked him off balance. I did see it, but it hurts the team. Sure it does. So every decision has to stop being made. How well the individual plays. It's not baseball. It is football. In football, sometimes you got to take a cheap shot, um, uh, whether it's physical or even a mental cheap shot. You got to take it. Well, just shut your the, mouth and the, respond. The Miles Garrett personal foul. He's in a locked up in a confrontation with the it's Tennessee dumb. offensive lineman, and they're going at each other. And Garrett punches him, and the Tennessee Where's offensive lineman him? in the face, okay. hands to the face, oh. and the Tennessee offensive lineman pulls his hands back like this, like. I'm not touching you, dude, because you're going to get the flag. And sure enough, he did. So, first of all, two things about it. For, it's dumb to punch him. Then it's more st stupid to punch him in a hard steel face mask. Yeah, yeah. So you break your hand, and you're out. And then you're out. Because yeah. you're making a selfish decision. Everything is about – here's the problem. Do the Browns think they're going to come out and intimidate anybody in the National Football League? Not going to happen. I think they think that. No, that's my problem. I know. It's not going to happen, no. so stop acting like do you, What do you accomplish by punching a guy in the face? Besides he has risking a helmet on. He breaking, has a helmet on. Besides risking breaking your hand, what do you accomplish by kicking somebody on the ground when you know that your team needs you to stay in the game? Nothing. Now, I want to I see how they respond Monday night. Yeah. Now, if the Jets beat them, got a problem. Oh, and big two. Somebody's going to be zero and two coming out of that game. I don't know that the Jets have playoff aspirations. The Browns certainly do. That is a make or break. Your Monday Night Football in New York is going to be a tough environment. But I agree with you. I think this 
humbling lesson they suffered best thing that is the best thing that could have happened to them. All right, uh, Bengals lose, but the Bengals, as we talked about, come home to play the 49ers. Spiels is doing that game. We'll have and- a big breakdown for you on Wednesday. I'm going to really study the Bengals and, and give you some uh, the best information that I can. Absolutely. You can always email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. First email of the day comes from Jim in Obetz. Chris, you work for Fox. Why are the Bengals not on Fox 28 after the Browns played at one? Because Fox does the NFC games or uh, actually he's right. I don't know why they're not on Fox 28 because, oh, if, 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 because CBS has the AOC team on the road. If the Seahawks were in Cincinnati, that game would have been on Fox 28. Seahawks are NFC though are they? Yes, yeah, so okay. Fox would have had it. So okay. Fox would take the if an NFC team is a road team at an AFC home, Fox will take the game. If the AFC team is a road team at an NFC home, then CBS has the game. Wow. Why they weren't on CBS after the Browns? Um no, they were not. I don't know who we had cuz I went and took a little bike ride. But, I thought it uh, would have been a doubleheader because of the time I change. I thought so too. I thought so too. So uh, all that stuff. I, I don't know. Let executives figure that out. All that I have stuff no idea. Makes my head hurt, Jim. We'll have a little seminar on this later. Yeah, we'll need a seminar on that yeah. to sort it all out. Exactly. Thank you, Pat. All right. Uh, uh, final question on the uh, episode 11, 12? I think 12. Uh, Spielman Hooley podcast today comes from Frank in London. It says, guys, uh, what did you make of Drew Brees getting criticized by many in the sports media? for making a PSA about Bring Your Bible to School Day. Here's what I make about it. I'd say that's a badge of honor. That's a badge of honor, Drew. Hey, man, if you're going to be criticized, it's up to Drew. Here, here it is, yeah. Let, I mean, biblically, that's that's stated, right? Yeah, I mean, people are going to turn away from you because going, of who I am. You are going to face persecution. And, you will and face testing so, and trial. So Drew understands this, that one day he's got an answer. He's got to stand before God and stand in judgment. And all would, of us, and, all of us. Yeah, and what'd you do with this? And so hopefully Drew Brees will not bow down and cowtail to the pressures of uh, people that maybe aren't willing to share their faith at the level that he is. Uh, uh, you know, that that's a badge of honor, and, and I think that's a trophy. I think if somebody did that to me, I would say, you know, thank you, man. That's the best compliment you could give yeah. me because I have the courage, and I'm not going to deny who Jesus is because of you. Are you kidding me? Because then one day he's going to say, "Hey, get away from me! I never knew you." Yeah, exactly. If, I, it's, if you deny, if you deny me, I deny you. Whoever denies me uh, before men, I will deny before my yeah. Father in heaven. So good job, Drew. Good job, Drew. The basis for the do it with a smile too, by the way. Criticism was that this was a PSA for Focus on the Family, which is a great organization that I contribute to, and they do a lot of great work. Uh, and that focus on the family is supposedly, according to these people who are criticizing Drew Brees, a hate speech organization. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are they are they not on the uh, terrorist stand, list? They stand for biblical truth. Yeah. So you know, I guess that's that's the world we live in. And if you're going to stand up and speak truth and uh, truth as you and I believe truth mm-hmm. to be, then you better be prepared to be persecuted. Stand that's firm. It. That's stand it. firm. Drew hey, Brees standing yeah. firm. Yeah, stand, stand with him. Stand, you know, be on your guard. Stand firm. Uh, in don't faith. tell me. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love. Yes. What verse? 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And? Is it 14, too? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just 13. 
Figure it out. Not He's only do I teach him working. about football, I have to teach him the Bible. It's exhausting working a podcast with you. It's exhausting. He's going to take me outside and teach me how to muck a horse stall when we get down here. <laughs> Say that again. Muck. Okay. Muck a horse stall. Yes. And biblical show right there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right. Spielman and Hooley podcast. Remember, seeing your pictures flashes oh fun on Instagram. Find them. They're booking. Okay. Shoots. I Good. don't know if it's courtesy of the podcast. They're booking. That used to be a term like they're running fast or yeah, I got to leave quickly. <laughs> yeah. So they're leaving they're quickly? Bo- no, they're not. They're oh. headed out to get some cash. That's a good thing. All right. Uh, we will be well, back I'm to booking talk. out of here right now. More so. college football. Ryan Day's Tuesday press conference. Support the podcast by subscribing. That's huge to us. We really appreciate it. You don't it have very, to pay for much. it either. I just found that out. No, you do not have to pay for it. <laughs> and uh, the- well, you say subscribe. I mean, like I got telling people, hey, subscribe. How much does it cost? It doesn't cost anything. Okay. No, it just means subscribe means you get a notification every time a podcast drops. That's perfect. That's easy. So we'll be back on uh, Wednesday with more on the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Thanks for listening to us. Have a great day, everybody.